Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the More Money Show comes in. If you're ready to have more money, create more freedom and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Money. I'm here with Elle Russ, who is one of my favorites. She's also a podcaster, uh, definitely LOA, and uh, she um, she's the host of, I just spaced, I'm going to let her share all of her goodness, <laughs> Primal Blueprint Podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, uh, I was going to share the name of her book because I'm excited about that too, but um, Elle, why don't you just introduce us and tell us who you are and all the cool things that you do. Awesome. Um, first of all, I'm so glad to be here because even though I'm also a coach like you, we sometimes can spiral down a little bit and need other people to lift us back up, which is when I'm so excited to talk about Manifest 10,000 uh, about that because, you know, even though you can be a really great manifester, you can get into these areas, right? Mm -hmm. So I will start off by disclaiming that I am a really good manifester. I kind of accidentally retired at the age of 23. I'm 43. Um, I have, now when I say retired, I'm not driving around, it wasn't driving around in a Bentley retired, but it was the school teacher salary retired where I was able to live and pursue my dreams, which is, was a, a lottery win and an amazing thing in life. So I did, and I pursued my creative endeavors of acting and writing, and I've been on TV before, and um, I did sketch comedy and improv for 10, 12 years, and then I started to write comedy and sitcoms, and then that just kind of kept going, and then I did a documentary, and throughout this, I actually experienced a really horrible health problem. Um, I, I struggled with hypothyroidism twice in a decade, and no doctors would help me, and or they'd hurt me, and so eventually, <laughs> I wrote, uh, I'll shamelessly put it up here, but of course, wrote, um, paleothyroid solution, um, which is a bestseller, a number one in four categories on Amazon. And it's been just such a big hit and it's been so great. It was released in September of 2016. And so that was really an interesting, um, something awful in life becoming something so great. I would never have been able to connect when I was horribly sick, crying every day, miserable and riddled with 30 symptoms. I could have never imagined that it would eventually coincide with my other dream, my creative dream of being a writer. So that in and of itself is a manifestation. But part of the reason that led me to the Manifest 10,000 and finding you was, as you know, and you've talked about this before, it's sometimes a difficult situation when you're investing a lot of your own money into your own entrepreneurial situation. Mm -hmm. you, you don't see the benchmarks. There are no guarantees and you're taking some risks on yourself. And so before my book, you know, and, and as you know, or maybe this isn't how it works with your publisher, but essentially you get paid every six months. So even at the book release, it's not like you're going to get money for a while and you still don't know how well it may do, you know, despite right. your efforts. And so I had gotten to this point where I had spent so much money on leading up to my book, whether it be my website or, or uh, photography for the, the, you know, my photography alone just for the book was $2,500 and I wanted the right photos and I'm glad I spent that money. It was worth it, but money just kept going out. And you know what? I started to go down, started to go down a little bit into the spiral of like, 
I'm tired of doing this all by myself and <laughs> and just kind of going out of the bank account and being like, eh. and I started to get those yucky feelings about money again. And I knew that I had to turn it around knowing what I know. And so I was like, I've got to, I've got to turn this around right now and I've got to get back into the magic and I got to start from the basics again, because that's what I tell everyone too. When you're looking at law of attraction, the secret, anything you want to talk about, sometimes you got to go back to basics and like manifest a cup of coffee that day. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. So I had to go back to basics and I don't know how I found you. It was an accident. I think I was looking at just manifest law of attraction podcasts. Uh I'm assuming at that time I came across law of attraction network and found you and Ginny. And I started to listen to that. And through that, I had heard you talk about the manifest 10 K course. And you were like, it's only a buck, no gimmicks. And I was like, I'm going to do this because I need to, I need to get out of this. I'm spending so much money. You know, I just, There was a part of me that also wanted some money back for what I had spent. You know, I was like, if I could just get some money back for the photographs, just the 2,500, like that would make me feel a little bit better. Mm -hmm. You know, I got some free extra money coming in to kind of, it was just one of those things. So I did your course. I loved all, I I love your book. I've read the book several times too, but the course was great for me because I loved the little podcasts that you did, the daily, Mm -hmm. giving the tips and those what you talk about on each one of those things are these small tips that are generating the simple things, you know, because as you know, once you manifest a small thing, you're like, oh, it's working, getting the magic. And you start to get like, oh, that's right. I believe it now. Yes. And so those tiny things matter. And so I did your course and um, in only like, I think it was 60 days or less than that. I manifested like two twenty two hundred or something like that. Yeah. By the way, I forgot to pay you for like eight months, which was terrible. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, I got to pay her. But it was great because a couple of really unexpected things happened. One was I, because of writing my book and being involved in all this mm-hmm. stuff, I was so busy that I kind of blew off my finances and I hadn't kind of looked at my bank account for a while and really kind of checked out what could be or could not be kosher about that. And I had been feeling guilty, like bad about it, like going, I don't feel right about not looking at this. And so after listening to your you know, course and doing it, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I got to step up here and I need mm-hmm. to look at my bank account, just face this and just see, do the double check. And when I went on there, I discovered that a yoga company had been like <laughs> deducting a hundred bucks every month for like 18 months. Oh, wow. 1800, it was like 1800 bucks or something that yeah. it was funny is I had way long ago, I had initially joined this yoga place and you're like this, I had joined the yoga place. It was like a hundred bucks a month. And then I discovered that the four seasons down the street had a, you could join them. And so yes. I went back to the yoga place and I was like, uh, Hey, listen, I'm new to the area. I didn't realize there was a four seasons here. I'd rather join that. I'm so sorry. I know I signed up yesterday and they were like, no problem. That yoga class you took with Anas, well, you know, it's free and we'll refund your money. But they never did. And because I was so busy and kind of ignored it. So that was amazing because I got an, like, you know, a check or it was like 1500 bucks. I forget, 15 months. It was something substantial. Yeah. And I got that. And that was like, now granted, it was like an accidental for savings, I unbeknownst to me. But right. How long would that have gone on had I not been in a yucky feeling, had I not paid attention, had I not gone on your course and said, all right, it's, it's time to deal with this now because yeah. it doesn't feel right. Another tip, right? If it doesn't mm-hmm. feel right, it's not right. Right. 
And so I wasn't good. feeling right. So, so your course and your book really not only reignited the magic of it, mm-hmm. but uh, what happened before that yoga thing too, I had another, uh, a great LOA on that. I had moved to a new area where it was like, we don't usually need air conditioning when you live near the beach here. Right. To the mountains where it gets to be a hundred degrees. And I really realized I needed one of those portable air conditioners and, and I was looking at, you know, buying one and I had the money to buy it. It was like, I think $300 or something like that. And I just was like, all right, well, you know, I'll go buy that at some point in the next Mm -hmm. week. And I was just talking to a girlfriend of mine and I had said, Hey, listen, uh, or I was just talking to her. I'm like, Oh, it's getting hot up here. Like I'm definitely going to have to go get one of those portable air conditioners. And she said, Whoa, 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 wait, my husband and I just replaced all of our air conditioners. We've got two of those like portable air conditioners. Mm-hmm. Like, we bought ours for like $500, but we've only used it twice in life for like two days. I'll sell it to you for 300. And I was like, uh, seriously, like, what are the odds that my f- best friends, like, I got one for you, barely used, and the one in the store was like 300 bucks for, you know, 10,000 BTUs, this yeah. one, a $500, so I got a better, more powerful air conditioner for less, and I didn't have to go to the Home Depot or whatever <laughs> to buy it, I literally went hiking with my friend, she's like, we'll go hiking, and I'll give you the thing, and I'm like, I love that I'm going shopping for my air conditioner in the mountains, and that this is how that worked out, but that's how easy things just can happen like that. And mm-hmm. notice I threw it away like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll buy that thing. There was no resistance right. to, I have to buy it now, or how am I going to afford it? Or uh, one day it was just like, hey, yeah, whatever, I'll, I'll go deal with that next week. It was right. a away, right? Like I already had the air conditioner. I'm not surprised it flowed in. That makes sense. So those were oh, things that hit me. Yeah. 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 I love it. Oh, so much. Every time we talk, I'm always like, no wonder we connect so well because, you know, just, um, I don't know if I've heard all of sort of your story and I know about the manifesting of the book and stuff. And I want to touch on that if we have time, but yeah, yeah, you know, just so much of it resonates, you know, improv and, and getting to retire. Like, and I love that you highlighted that because I don't think I knew about, you know, retiring at 23 and that's like, that's who I was. It was a lonely place to be as I'm sure it was for you. Nobody my age had this level of abundance and freedom to do what they want. And by the way, and maybe for you, uh, what, one of the things, the affirmations that I say constantly mm-hmm. to keep that going is I'm so grateful for the freedom and the abundance to do what I want whenever I want. I love it. I don't know anyone yeah. that wouldn't want that to be true. Right? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So. And I love that you highlighted, um, you know, it wasn't like Bentley status because that wasn't the case for me either, right? But it was about freedom and to pursue your dreams. So I just, I love that. I wanted to touch on that because I think that's huge. And that really is part of my mission is, you know, some people when they first meet me and they're like, oh, you talk about manifesting money and all this. And I'm like, look, money is freedom. It's what gives you power to do, be, and have experiences that you want. And so I just love to meet other people who've been able to create that because it's so powerful. And once you have that, you can create more and more abundance. Um, But yeah, so And pursue things that people wouldn't go and pursue for fear that it may not work out and they don't want to give this up over here. And when you have a platform, like I said, it was sort of like a teacher's salary. There still was a platform to survive and pursue creative endeavors, which as most people know, you know, when you pursue acting or writing or any of these creative endeavors, even a musician, there are no definitive benchmarks like there are when you are a lawyer and you're going to be making it to partner. You know exactly what you have to do at each right. year. You know the, you know, and so it is uncharted territory. And so 
I am so grateful that I had the the foundation to be able to even do that. Half of the actors and people that I used to do sketch comedy with would work a nine to five job and then come to the theater and I'd be like, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they have the wherewithal after a full day at the law firm to come and then be creatively inspired. And here I was, yeah. I had all the time I needed to just do it. So I felt really blessed and still do, obviously. <laughs> still yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And then you, so you said some other things I wanna definitely touch on and highlight on. And it's like, even when you're good, like you can get into that place where, mm -hmm. um, because that's the way, right? Like if we don't change our energy and our focus, you know, that kind of one eh, doesn't feel so good becomes another doesn't feel so good doesn't become and that's I don't know if you know this, but the reason that I had outlined the course, um, I'd outlined the manifest 10k course about uh, five months before I quit my job. And when I quit my job, even though I had the money coming in, I had it was about like you as equivalent to teacher salary. Um, I felt like money was flying out the window, same thing you did. And it was like, I'm like, I, and you almost said my exact words. It's like, I knew enough to know this needed to get under control. And I said, oh, part. yes, right? That is the first part is to notice that you feel that change or that shift in energy if it's been good before. If, you, if you're a person and you're like, I've never really felt like money was flowing in, then the course works too. Um, but you said almost the words. It was like, I knew enough that I had to change what was happening. And that's how I felt, you know, like money just felt like it was flying out and like time to get this under control. Let me write this course and do it as I, as I write it. It worked out really well for you. It did, right? Like it was a great, yeah. yeah. And um, for a lot of other people. And it's so great that you're, you're spreading this and you have this out there because again, even someone like me who people come to for advice on manifesting, I mean, mm -hmm. and, and we all have moments where we're not thinking right about something or where we get into a negative spiral or we let other people's negative energy uh, get, get in there and, and you got to get out. And the only way to get out is get back to basics, in my opinion. I mean, sometimes I don't, I don't know that I've ever been down there and then shot right to the top. I think I've always kind of gone, let's get back to the basics of generating the feelings, the gratitude and everything else uh, that goes along with it. I also want to say that, um, cause I wrote some notes down about, uh, some of your tips, like getting clear about what you want. Yeah. I kind of feel like a lot of people are always brainstorming about what they'd be good at and not what they want to do. Yeah. And I just kind of want to bring that up because had I listened to any practical advice, right. I would not be a best-selling author and I would not be in this position because everyone said, uh, that's really competitive or really, are you a real writer or you just hang out at Starbucks? I mean, do you actually make money at it? No, those are patronizing, crappy things people say when you're in creative endeavors. Mm -hmm. and, or they look at you like, mm, are you going to be an actor? Good luck with that. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's crappy and you're, you're actually even more prone mm -hmm. to an outside world trying to, trying to negative Nancy and shoot you, just no, no offense to Nancy's, but trying, <laughs> to, trying to shoot you down, you know? Yeah. And, so it even requires a, but I, I do hear a lot of people trying to figure out what they're good at. And I know you would agree with this too. I'd be good at a hundred things. I, right. I'd be good at, I'd be a great agent. I'd be a great producer. I'd be a great uh, caregiver, but I don't want to do any of those things. Mm -hmm. So I think people got to, and this is all what we're talking about here with getting into the feeling. This is not a logical thing. No. Pretending matters. Right. If you don't believe it, try it. What do you have to lose? Right. Um, it is magic. It's kind of like, it feels like when I was a kid, there was something there. I felt like there had to be, and it wasn't mm -hmm. until I'm like, oh, this is, this is it. It's the 
creating your own reality and, and, and using intention to, to create your dreams. And if anyone out there listening or watching is really confused or wants science on that, one of the best books, in my opinion, on that is called The, the Intention Experiment by mm. Lynn McTaggart, who was, yes. what believe do we know? And it's all of the scientific experience that have been corroborated hundreds of thousands of times throughout the globe that all have to do with proving that intention matters. And so, I always recommend that to people that are a little skeptical of this or they think it's too, oh, what, you just like, you know, think about it and feel a feeling and it happens. Actually, yeah, I hate to say <laughs> that it's that easy, but it is. But if you don't believe it, read the science behind it. You know, right. that, that can even generate a different level of belief, you know? Yes, yeah. Process. I know. And it's amazing. I was at this party the other night and somebody said, I don't know what I said. I said, I'm really into the science. Like my favorite part is the science. Like yeah. that's where I've always learned a lot. And, and this guy was like, there's science. science. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, and yeah. it's awesome because, and I love, I'm going to go back and read that book. I haven't read it in a while, but the audio book's great so too. Good. Oh, that's what I'm going to get. But yeah, I love that idea. book. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. And I think, um, I want to go to the other tips, but I want to catch a couple of really cool things that you, that are, people can benefit from listening. Um, is like sometimes the money often, actually I would say more often than not, like the money is there. You're just not seeing it because it's like the space that you're in. And that yoga example is such a great example, right? It's like, it's totally there. But when you're in the place spiraling down, you can't, you just literally can't see it. And so often people think they have to go fix it. Like they got to, okay, the way to fix this is to go look at my finances and to go analyze and do all this. And I think it, the better way is to really start stepping into that person who has the money, who's welcoming that $2,500 in, um, which is why we don't start out at that place. Because when, then when you feel that natural, intuitive, okay, it's time to look at that, right? You're coming from that, that spiraled up perspective, yeah, and I love that it's spiral up because, like, that's what happens is it starts spiraling down, and you're like, I gotta. And again, no one's really immune to it. I think everybody's got, we're human, we have egos that get overactive, mm -hmm. and sometimes we get too much into that. And I think we can all be put off uh, course a little bit. And when in doubt, you get back to the basics, and there's where those audio files you had were so helpful because each day was a nice little tip and a thing to think about, and they were all kind of small. I really love. When you talk about driving to another neighborhood and yeah. hey, I've done this so many times. It's so, it absolutely, it works. Uh, I used to drive to Malibu all the time and um, from another town. And I even declared it to a stranger on the plane. They're like, where do you live? And it wasn't true. I just go, oh, I live on the beach in Malibu. And then six months later, I moved to the beach in Malibu. And I, someone goes, did you that guy on the plane? I go, I did. I, I guess I declared it without, uh, and because that was my intention, I wasn't trying to brag to the guy and be like, right. Oh, Malibu was more like, where do I want to be? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Who do I want to be? Like this guy doesn't know. So who do I want to show up as today? Act as if, right? Yeah. Unless it's you're not giving testimony, right? It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was funny. I kind of declared it. I also think obviously what story you're telling, because I started mm -hmm. to tell that story when I was spiraling down of like, Oh, I'm just, I can't afford it right now. I'm spending right. so much money on this. I, and it was always in a downery way, right? It wasn't like, oh, I get to invest the money. I was just like, ah, this is my... And I started to get, I think, overwhelmed, um, a little nervous. Uh -huh. You know, I put thousands and thousands of dollars into myself, and it was like, yeah. this is going to work. And um, I, I had to get out of that fear and get back to the basics. And it always generates 
the magic again. It's the little things that will show up. And then so many other little things showed up. This was about over a year ago. So I forget what, oh, another friend of mine had called me. It owed me $200 that I just kind of, I knew, but I wasn't going to bugger on it, you know, right. but it had been like over a year and she called me up and was like, Hey, I got a new job. She's a contractor. And she's like, Hey, I got a job. I can pay the money that came in. So again, it was like, these things popped up. You know, why did they pop up uh, three weeks before I did your course? No, they popped up because I changed my energy. Right. Brought those back in, you know, and um, I just pretending works and the gratitude works. You have to be grateful for where you already are. Um, No matter what it is you want to move and you hate your place. uh, You stop talking smack about your place you know what i mean or to appreciate all the positive things about it even if it's Mm -hmm. the only thing you can say about it is well at least it's inexpensive or at least it's quiet or Mm -hmm. whatever safe anything positive because i find that again it's focusing on what you don't want and you know you just got to be aware when you get into that no matter what it is with money or whether it's like you want to move houses that the the quickest way to shorten that is to continually complain about where you're at and so that's what i was doing essentially right I needed to right. get out of it so yeah thank you <laughs> i'm so yes, glad i found you you're yeah. welcome now i have these podcasts where i can just be like but i just keep the energy up yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I love that you share that story of where you were because I think so many entrepreneurs get into that where it's like in the beginning, you're like, yeah, my book. Okay, God, I want the great photos. I want this. And then there comes a moment where you're like, oh, I just, I like invested a lot of money and it can, yeah, it can, when you see the numbers and you're a little bit unsure, it can put you in that space. So I love that you shared that and that you were able to, that, you know, this course shifted it because it's so important to know as an entrepreneur that you can shift out of that and it comes and it's, it's all good. I not only shifted my energy, I gave your book to a friend and to another friend as well. I really feel like spreading the word, especially with people. I mean, I think it's good for anyone even new to law of attraction, mm-hmm. but a lot of my friends are kind of already in it and we all have, yeah. dips and we know. And I was like, you guys got to check this out because this is for the dips and this is for get right back on track. And everybody has now that I know at least since like loves your podcast. And they're like, I love Cassie. Thank you so much. I've even gotten emails from people um, who had issues with thyroid that contacted me Uh or contacted me on the podcast. And they've said, thank you so much for bringing Cassie Parks on the podcast. Cause now I listen to her podcast and I love it. And I just want to let everyone know you will be back on our, this might be out later, but June 28th, you will be on our podcast. So if it comes out later, anyone can go back. We've now, that'll be the second time you're on. Yes. And so I hope to have you even back, you know, more, but uh, that was a really popular podcast. People loved it. Oh, good. I loved it. I love being able to do that and get introduced to, to more audiences. And I love sharing what you do, like, because there are, you know, every time you share your book, if I see it, I'm like, I'm going to share it because I think what you do is so important in that way as well. Do you want to share the story of how you manifested that book deal? Yeah, well, um, I mean, writing the book, obviously, I went through horrible sickness and stuff, and I recovered uh, on my own, actually, without doctors, so that's the the impressive part of it, is that I did this on my own, and and the the book's a lot about that. Um, Here's what's interesting. So, I (laughs) this goes back to intending. Again, I was, years ago, before I really started to get into the book stuff and spend a lot of money on this book Mm -hmm. stuff. I was still an entrepreneur in terms of I was trying to write and act and, you know, do all this stuff. And I still had this baseline, you know, uh, teacher salary kind of thing helping me along. I was really month to month though, many like mm-hmm. years ago, just real, real bad. I, I got tired of it. And one day, like my car got towed for a bunch yeah. of or some, it, it was horrible. And I had to borrow like $1,500 from a friend. And I remember just feeling 
horrible about it. And I was like, I've got to pay them back. This has to end. And I was like, all right, well, I need to get a job. But then immediately I started to get depressed because I was like, what job would work with what I'm doing? And I started to go down the negative spiral. Like, there's no job that would let me get auditions or no job that just started to kind of be negative about it. And I started to look into things that I could do. Uh-huh. Not that I wanted to do, but right. that I could. <clears throat> and I started to, and I started to get just bummed. And finally, one night, I went out onto my porch in Malibu. <laughs> I literally demanded. I had a real come to Jesus with the universe. I screamed at the universe. I was like, you know what my schedule is. You know what I want. You better choose the best job for me. I am tired of this month to month. I have had enough. That's it. You bring me. You know, you bring it. And people might go, ooh, don't, don't yell at the universe. No, do it. Demand it because you're demanding it from yourself of your subconscious. You are mm -hmm. working with the universe. You demand it. Right. If you believe in fear or think, then you're not, then you don't believe in the power of your co-creation. Right. So I just was like, I was going off, to be honest with you. I was demanding <laughs> it. Within a week, I literally had three job opportunities with three different writers in Malibu, which is like kind of almost, not that writers don't live in Malibu, but that's a... Almost impossible. I was just going to say right. that. It's really, really just out of nowhere. And then finally, I, I met one of them, Mark Sisson, who became my publisher later. I met him, and it was literally just to be kind of a personal assistant. Uh -huh. And it was funny because initially he wanted me like 30 hours a week. And I remember being like, uh, well, I'll keep this job for a year and then I'll quit because 30 hours a week is not going to work. Right. I'll, I'll make the money to pay back my friend, get a little extra cash, and then I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Well, he had just started a publishing company. I still didn't think about it because I was a creative comedy, you know, sitcom screenwriter. Right. I didn't think about a nonfiction health book at the time. Um, but because he's in the paleo primal, he's like the famous guy in the paleo world. I read his book and I actually started to adopt the health principles. I ended up seeing the connections and I lowered my medication. In fact, I'm, this is not even a part of the book and this is another crazy manifestation, but I have now for the past four months been off of thyroid hormones for the first time in 13 years, which is literally like kind of a medical anomaly. Yeah. And I haven't put it in my book yet because it didn't, it was a total accident. Yeah. Um, but again, it was sort of prompted uh, by me having some, a little bit trouble recently with some medication and me again going, all right, I, enough is enough with this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I naturally got off of it and I feel amazing and it's incredible. And it even proves my book theory even further, uh, which I right. wasn't planning on being the example, but it has happened to me now. But in the book deal, this is what was really funny. So I went to him and I said, Hey, what about a thyroid book? He's like, Oh, I've been wanting to do a thyroid book. And I kind of pitched it to him, but then there came a point, it was like around the holidays. We had a lot of busy stuff with our company. It's Christmas time. And when I hit my boss up about it again, he was unsure about whether he'd publish it or not. And he expressed that. And he was like, I don't know, you know, I could help you find a publisher. Now I'll admit in that moment, I was like, what? Like you said you were going to publish it. Now you're going to let it wet. You know, I was all like, this was right. my only hope. And mm -hmm. now I wrote this big outline for a book. And how could this be? And I, I actually called my life coach and I was like, I'm really kind of an ego and angry about this right now. Like I had an expectation that something would be published. I'm kind of finding out that maybe not. And now I feel like I wasted time or, you know, and my coach said, well, what do you want the end result to be? And I was like, well, I want a book deal. He goes, all right, well, 
why don't you just then write the book and find a book deal? And I go, no, because I do not, and I am unwilling to write a whole book. I want the incentive to write a book. I don't need money to do it, but I am not writing a full book. I want someone to give me the incentive and a deal to write it. Like I'll write that first three chapters. I'll do the outline, but no effing way am I going to go forward and write a whole book unless I have incentive to do so. He's like, all right, so then what you want is incentive in whatever way it could come. And you start, I, he was like, you've got to start to be open to that. I'm like, all right, that's a good thing to think about. Mm -hmm. the universe, I was like, universe, in whatever way is best for me, I want incentive. I want a book deal. I want someone to give me a deal to finish this book. And then I kind of got over the expectation yuckiness that had happened yeah. with my, my boss at the time who did later publish my book. And what happened was is, and I wouldn't wish this upon anybody, but like so many people in our company suddenly fell ill with hypothyroidism. Seriously. Mm. Some of his family members, a couple of our employees. Wow. And a couple of months later, now what happened was, is that was December. I started to get real kind of was like, ah, this book thing, talk to my coach. And then here's the funny thing. So holidays went by, January came and it was like beginning of February. And I, I had this thinking of like, all right, well, you know what, if I'm not going to get a book deal, what else out there right now do I have that could, you know, generate money or just, um, and I was like, oh, acting. I was like, all right, acting, acting's out there. I had another yelling, demanding, come to Jesus with the universe on that one. I was crying. I was like, I didn't pay my dues for 10 years in this industry to not get a gig. Damn it. Like, I need more. I need a resume ticker. I've had enough of this. I've been busting my, I mean, I really just had it. Like, you're going to bring it. Within 48 hours, I booked a, I booked a role on Brooklyn Nine-Nine the TV show, which by the way, whether you like the TV show or not, it's considered a very respected sitcom. I could not have booked a better show for my resume. I didn't book Law and Order. Yeah, I didn't right. book a soap opera. I booked a, a top comedy with, yeah. my scene was with Andy Sandberg and Jolo Trujillo, who are my two favorite, like some couple of my two favorite comedians. That's my scene. And honestly, and after that, I was like, well, who cares about the book then? You know, F y'all. Right. Right? Like I got, and then shortly after my boss came back to me and he goes, Hey, what's going on with this book? I want to, I want to publish it. And I think it was because he had a family member that got mm -hmm. Hashimoto's and he had some other people around him that were getting sick. And I think he realized, no, this is a book I need to publish. Right. And again, I probably hit him at the wrong time in December. Maybe that was just like, I caught him on a bad, he just right. stuff going on. Um, but he was unsure. And then it became, so I did get it. And, and actually I wanted to have my book published through him. I didn't want to have another publisher. I was open to it. I wanted the book right. to out, but I really would have preferred that it would have been him. He's my hero. I love my boss. He's the one who created the podcast I host. So I really wanted it to, to have that relationship with him as a author. And I did. And yeah. he's not regretting it. I'm certainly not, but it's interesting what happened in those two months. So from December of being like, damn it, this book thing is kind of at a wall. Yeah. Um, but I'm also glad that I sought out my coach because again, yes. I'm a coach, but he had me look at it in a different way. <clears throat> and, and I like that it was specific, right? Like I was not willing to write that whole book. That was one thing I tell you what, right. Cassie, I was not, I was like, Nope, it's not even a stubborn thing. Mm -hmm. No. Yes. I've written three chapters. I've done the proper, I did the absolute proper professional pitch of mm -hmm. a book anyone would do to a publisher. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't take any, you know, freebies on working for the guy and be like, threw out some piece of junk. I really did it. And I was like, I'm not doing more than this. This warrants a book deal and I'm not going to write a whole book. And so then it changed to, okay, well then what you want is incentive. Yeah. 
expensive to finish it. And I got mm -hmm. it and I didn't get an advance because a lot of publishers don't do that nowadays unless you're Martha Stewart or something, but right. her <clears> publisher <throat> didn't do it. And again, I didn't want the advance. I just wanted the deal. Right. And I did get it. And not only that, but I'm glad the frustration of that led to a great new resume ticker on my acting resume. Yes. Uh, hey. Yes. And I'm a huge Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan. So How did I not... No, I'm like, okay, tell me what episode and what season. Season two, episode 218. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. It's just a, you know, like a five or six liner. But, uh, yeah. but here's the other thing, too. I always thought it would be really fun to speak a foreign language. On a, I don't speak a foreign language fluently. The only one I could half-ass would be French because I took it for 12 years. But again, yeah. I'm certainly not a speaker. Uh -huh. That Brooklyn Nine-Nine role, that, there was like a line in French or whatever in it. Yes. And so it was just so funny because it kind of also combined another like, oh, wouldn't that be fun to like say a couple lines in a different language on a oh, show? I love it. So I got that and again, got to spend the day with two people. I love Andy Samberg. I mean, I, yeah. and Jolo Trujillo is just one of my favorites. If you guys don't know him, he's the weird guy at the gas station and um, super bad. So fun. I love it. So, yeah. So, so, you know, again, um, but I think too, people are a little bit in fearful. I don't know if it's God fearing or what they consider it, where they're like, Ooh, I, you talk pretty strong to the universe there. Who are you talking to? Talking right. to me. I'm also talking energy. It's right. declaring it. It's demanding it. If you know anything about Seth, who is way precursor to Abraham, mm -hmm. this whole thing is, and I'm a regular Seth course studier. This whole thing is the stronger, the core, the faster the materialization, mm -hmm. you know? There was nothing stronger than my vibes emanating. Now, I didn't emanate them in fear that they wouldn't happen. It was a demand. It was yeah. like, you make this happen, but I also believed that it could. Yes. So I had to have that part. But, yeah. you know, people go like, ooh, I don't know if you should. I don't, I don't dance around the universe. I'll swear at the universe. I don't effing care. Like, yeah. bring it. Now, I, I mean, it. you're really talking to yourself. You, know? you are talking to you. The universe is a reflection of who you are. So, they, right. yeah, I love it. So good. So we have um, a few more minutes. Is there any other tips that you wanted to cover that you loved from the course? Because I know you kind of made a list. Yeah, well, I love, I love the neighborhood one. I, I wrote some. Oh, yeah. In the neighborhood. Oh, also, just even like you said, um, a couple things. Like, let's say you want to move or fix up your home, you know, mm -hmm. you need some electric candles or like this flower arrangement behind me Love it. is just, it was like 30 bucks at Michael's and it's uh -huh. permanent. I don't have, you don't, so if you're a person that wants flesh, fresh flowers every week and you want to be able to afford that, get the one that you can afford now. And this mm -hmm. one has lasted me for years. And so, you know what I mean? So you can fill your home with beauty or things that you would like to afford that are cheaper versions kind of now, or even yes. like, I love candles, but if you like candles regularly, it becomes an expensive habit. <laughs> yes. So like, you know, here I have electric candle, like you can mm -hmm. do that. I like the idea of, um, I'm a big fan of, I'm a big fan of vision boards. Yes. You know, and what's great is that I keep going back and checking and going, oh my God, I put that there. Yes. And it, it, it happened. Um, so I'm a big fan of vision boards or vision books, but I'm really a fan of, um, and Mike Dooley says it as well, but like seven to 10 minutes a day of real pure visualization, mm -hmm. quiet, get the iPhone timer out and feel the feelings of, and I kind of go through each area of my life. So I'll feel the feelings of the money part of my life. Then I'll feel the feelings of the relationship. And then I kind of even leave one for things I put out for my friends, you know, like yeah. manifestations. And whenever I do that, it's like, 
life is so great. And when I stop doing it for a while and I get caught up in ego, then things start to go down. And the only way you know is how do you feel? Mm-hmm. Something's feeling yucky. It's like you're probably not on the right vibration and you need to get back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved, um, I think you talked about it too. Did you talk about when you find money, right? Like even yeah. just, I like that as well. I like, cause mm-hmm. that's very basic and we all see pennies and dimes and we find money or like I opened a drawer the other day and there was like a dollar bill in there. We can so easily just go, whatever. Right. But when you're tuned in and you're taking your course, it's like, all right, it's showing up. And it seems dumb to be stoked about a nickel, but again, it's your vibration of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest one is probably the over, overall LOA that's probably been mentioned before about you cannot get to where you want to go unless you're happy and grateful for, for what's going on now. Yeah. And, and it's hard when you want something and you don't like where you are to be mm-hmm. grateful for it. And a lot of people have expressed to me, and I want to call this out, they're like, well, but if I'm grateful for it, I don't want the universe to give me more of it. Do you know what I mean? But they're like, well, yeah. if I'm fine, the gratitude in my current job that I don't like, then I don't want the universe to think, the universe never gets it wrong. The universe knows you, knows your schedule, knows what you want. It is mm-hmm. you. you. You know it. So I think a lot of people tread lightly there. Does that make sense? And I... Yeah. And what do I you think, have to say about that because I know you know what I'm talking about, right? Absolutely. And I think it comes to being more specific. So what you can appreciate about your job is I appreciate like maybe if you don't have to be there exactly on time or, you know, punch the time clock exactly in a time, you can appreciate that there's freedom in your morning you know, to show up at seven or seven fifteen. you know, um, if that's one thing, you can appreciate that money comes in from that job, right? That doesn't mean that you're like saying, okay, I only want this amount of money forever. You're saying, I appreciate when money comes in. Um, uh, other thing, what else? Like if you get to choose where you go to lunch, if you have the freedom to walk outside and walk around the block, you know, once in a while, um, appreciate, find the things that you love um, and appreciate those um, because you're just, you are telling the universe, like, I want more of this stuff that I enjoy. Right. And also, what if it's, I'm so grateful that I have the money so that I can look for another job. <laughs> yes. Right. Exactly. Um, you gotta find something good about it because the, the, it's hard. You know, like, even if you have a, like a, a crappy boss or something like really contentious mm-hmm. going on, there's something. And even if it is, Always. oh, I've got money and benefits, then, then when you go to the negative, you got to come right back around and yep. go, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. And I also love to get back to basics on the, and I think because I was, um, I've had some physical stuff in life and uh-huh. I know the contrast of what it's like to be really sick. I feel that most people just walk right over. I mean, I wake up every day and I am so grateful that I have my eyes, my ears, my arms and my legs. You can just start mm-hmm. there. Gratitude can start there. I mean, I, I'm brought to tears sometimes by it. You know, mm-hmm. there's people in this yeah. world that don't have legs. And if you are one of those people, there's something else that you look at and go, at least that's not me or whatever. Right. We all have mm-hmm. something to be grateful for, mm-hmm. even if it's in contrast to something that we think is worse or whatever, but it whatever generates the feeling of gratitude, even if it's a comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just, I guess, pretending really, really works and you've got to just try it. Yeah. Know? Yeah, no one needs to know. You can right? be scared about this. If you think everyone thinks you're an idiot and crazy, don't tell anybody. Just <laughs> really do the experiment on yourself. You know? Yeah. Just do it and have people. fun. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. 
Um, awesome. And I also love just, oh, I want to mention one thing I heard the other day, and I don't know if you've ever mentioned this or heard of this, but I thought it was so cool. I heard someone in talking about governmental stuff or whatever, someone said an LOA, it, I guess a term in, in the world, LOA means letter of acceptance. Mm. like in general in the world I was like there you go because you talk about that as one of the principles aside from getting clear it's about accepting Mm -hmm. it and I had a client the other day who was having a tough time she wanted to go on a self-retreat she had gotten Mm -hmm. into an accident she wanted to go on like a fancy retreat and she said well but I feel so bad because all this money could be spent helping other people and you know, you got that's a that's a comment that makes you look at why aren't you feel you're worthy of that yeah Right. And, and looking right. at that, so I feel letter of acceptance. You've got to accept it. If you've been given abundance, mm-hmm. this is why 90% of lottery winners lose all of their money and go broke. Yep. Quickly. It has nothing to do with, I mean, yes, they squandered it or they gave it away, but a lot of people give it away and squander because they don't feel worthy of it. Mm-hmm. And so they, it's not just because they're all idiots. It's right. just what's their money vibe. And so even someone who's wealthy that can afford a 10,000 week retreat is sitting there going, I don't know if I should do this for myself. Right. I feel guilty. Got to come around to acceptance, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you can look at money away, but as yeah. you and I know, you could give all the money away in the world to people and it'll get right back in the hands of the people with the correct mindset, essentially, because the other people will either lose it or squander it or not feel worthy. And the people that do are the ones that, um, I also want to show this, share this person had a thought where they said to me, I don't think it's fair. You know, um, I met this one person and they're such a jerk and da, 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 but they have all this money. And I go, well, here's the thing. They're thinking absolutely perfectly about money. Are they happy in their other areas of their life? Probably not. Probably a total disaster. But right. what you can learn is that they're thinking right about money. They believe they deserve it. They believe they're going to continue to get it. They're absolutely like, mm-hmm. I'm a money maker. And I heard one of those types of people that people think is a jerk say this quote, I make money hand over fist. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to take that one. I like that. Right. That's, a, that's a good one. Yeah, because you can integrate that into you, right? It can be, you can have that and you can have your awesome, nice, caring personality. That's right. Yeah, yeah, cool. So um, let's uh, make sure to tell everybody where they can find you and connect with you and they can find your book and they want to hear you on um, the Primal Blueprint podcast, all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, anyone could just go to my website, lrus.com, which is E-L-L-E-R-U-S-S. And if anyone is curious about thyroid, I, you don't even have to buy my book. I send everybody a big free document of awesome. like, here's how to get on the right path. And then I'm underscore lrus on Instagram and everywhere else, but you can connect through my website and my books at Barnes and Nobles all over the country and also Amazon. And it's called the Paleo Thyroid Solution. And um, yeah, the Primal Blueprint podcast is every Wednesday, and I interview a lot of uh, people in the arena of health and fitness, but I also am starting to interview, uh, by the way, here's an LOA. Do you like The Secret, the movie, or the audiobook? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, one of the teach I wanted to try to get some of the teachers on my podcast, uh-huh. and awesome. I did. Got Lisa Yay! Just yesterday, they agreed. Now uh, it's like it's not going to be till January 2018. Yes, that was a moment because I first listened to all of that and started this in 2007 with Law of Attraction. So I had a teary-eyed moment of like, I can't believe I got to interview one of my favorite people in this arena, and just to be able to see that where that's gone. Um, yeah, but yeah. Every Wednesday, I'm trying to interview more LOA and uh, you know coaches like yourself to just sort of balance okay. out the health stuff can get a little bit. After a while, I want to switch it up. And part of our health is what's going on here, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your Manifest NK story. Uh, make sure to check out LRUS at LRUS.com and uh, come back next week for another awesome episode about somebody who's welcoming more money into their life. Thanks, El. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on The More Money Show. To learn the step-by-step -step process to welcome more money into your life, go to Manifest10k.com.